0: convincing the world that travel, food, film was not only possible but necessary to survive. It's time once more for the Triple Threat Theater podcast. This is episode twenty-one, so our podcast can officially drink in the United States. And my name is Ryan Miller,
1: and I, Joe Daxberger.
0: Ah, <sighs> welcome back, Dax. Legal age, Mills. <laughs> Our podcast is going to get into so much trouble now. I know, especially
1: (laughs) after people hear what we got tonight.
0: Whew. Yeah, no kidding. Theme is under the bridge. I'm going to throw this out there. Most eclectic mix of films yet, I think. Oh. Because we have a stop-motion animated family film. Yes. We have a Norwegian found footage film. Yes, and we have what many people would probably consider to be one of the worst movies ever made that isn't directed by Ed Wood. That is one hell of a trio.
1: Wow. You hit him from the grave,
0: Millsy. <laughs> if you haven't guessed yet, we're talking Troll movies. Huh. Oh. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> movies about for the most part trolls. <laughs> Although we'll find that that's not <laughs> always the case.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll take that idea for a walk real yeah. soon.
0: These films all at least have the word troll in the title. Hit them with the mm-hmm. lineup. We've got 1990s Troll 2.
1: Mm-hmm. 2010s Troll Hunter. Mm-hmm. 2014s The Box Trolls.
0: Yes, indeed. And this all came about because of the Box Trolls, because you and I are both fans of Leica Studios, who do stop-motion animated films. Indeed. And not too long ago, I I was thinking, like, oh, I've never saw the Box Trolls. I wonder if Dax has. And I asked you, and you said no. And I was like, well, we have to watch it now. Mm-hmm. So a couple of troll movies, and into the list it went. Let me ask you a question. hmm Have we, like... Gotten
1: to the bottom of the barrel with the troll movies? Or are there like, is there a, some more besides Troll 1, I suppose?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I went with Troll 2 instead of Troll just because Troll 2 is like the infamous one. I feel like, True, of course, it's the one you have to see. Oh, there was the perfect call.
1: But like, is there that many troll movies out there? I don't think so, right?
0: Uh, I mean, these three very easily and quickly came to mind. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, aside from the original troll, uh, I don't know if I can think of any others. <laughs> mm. There's probably yeah. one or two others, right? But i uh, uh, sure there's got to be. But yeah, nothing else. Nothing else leaps to mind.
1: No, same here. But
0: had you ever seen any of these before?
1: I had not. I will tell you, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at some point I may have started box trolls and fell asleep. Oh. Sounds weird that I would remember that. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, I never got to finish it. So I don't know if it was like on TV, something along those lines. hmm Like you said, I love, we both love the Leica movies.
0: That's true.
1: I'll just come out and tell you, when I was watching the Box Trolls for this episode,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I fell asleep watching it the first time.
0: <laughs> oh, man. What Not is because it was boring,
1: just because it was a late night and I was like trying, and I was like, oh, let me, uh, you know. Let me get some of the box trolls under, under my wing before uh, you know. Just to get some some time in. Late night, fell asleep, and then I remember waking up and being like, "This all feels so familiar." <laughs> to which I feel like that has happened before. So weird. Not condemning the movie in any way. Now, I just uh... an odd little triple threat anecdote.
0: Now you need to wait like a year and watch it again and see if it happens a third oh, time, man. and then we we'll
1: then if I am ever having trouble falling asleep, I can be like, "Oh, just box put
0: trolls. on box trolls," which sounds really bad. <laughs> yes, but yeah, we'll unbox that. I had—is oh, that a pun? Well, it is because we're yeah. talking about box trolls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> subtle. I had seen Troll Hunter back when it came out around 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. and uh, remember liking it, but um, not like. I feel like at the time that was like the film du jour for like indie film fans for like Mm -hmm. a month or three. Okay. Uh, Liked it. Didn't like love, love it, but thought it was a fun movie. And yeah, Box Trolls never got around to. And Troll 2, one of those things that ever since Best Worst Movie was making the rounds, which I also have not seen. Same here. It's the kind of thing where like I wanted to watch that documentary, but felt like I owed it to myself to actually see the movie that it's about first. Sure, sure. So actually would have liked to have watched that. Before recording this episode, but time makes fools of us all, so.
1: Same here, I did get, I had the same idea, because it is available somewhere, you can watch it, I don't remember where, but I remember looking it up, Um, I thought the same thing, because that's the only, I knew Best Worst Movie is a documentary, I wasn't, I don't think I knew it was Trolls 2, or Troll 2 rather, mm-hmm. but it would have been a nice, like, little sub-watch for this episode, and something we haven't really had before.
0: Yeah, I I definitely intend to watch it uh in the near future while I still have Troll 2 fresh in my mind. <clears throat> yeah, good call. But um yeah, it must be seen, I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if the movie is bad enough that somebody made an entire documentary about how bad it is, then right, it That's must be seen. Something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um I recall you saying in a previous episode, maybe when we talked about some dragons, uh mm-hmm that you growing up were a fan of mythology mythological creatures that sort of very stuff. much so. Mm-hmm. So what are your feelings in general on trolls?
1: Um I mean I feel like that like quintessential troll look is just like the short frumpy kind of pillowy kind of big-nosed thing. Mm-hmm. So to a point you've got that in all three of these movies. So, you know like a troll is a style. I feel like if you see a troll, you know you're gonna have an idea what you want that to look like. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't, you can't change that up too much. I think it's almost like because we're artists too. So if you think about like a, I don't know, say someone's like making up a D and D character, or <laughs> you know, it's a fantasy comic or something, and it calls for a troll, it's gonna have that certain kind of look. Yep. So I feel like that's always kind of just like stuck in my head. I mean, I. Like you said, I used to, uh, there's a couple books. I don't have them anymore, unfortunately. I wish I did, but I was into just like um, books that were almost like encyclopedias of like fairy tales or uh, weird creatures or ghost stories, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So weird little woodland creatures, like trolls have uh, always been kicking around in one form or another.
0: Fairies of the FAE variety and the like. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I've always liked weird supernatural stuff and monsters and things, but talked about it before, like when it came to movies and things, I was always more interested in the original ideas, like the alien from Alien or the Tremors or something like that. The oh, Graboids sure. oh over Over the typical run of the mill, like Dracula and Frankenstein and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of applies to trolls as well. Like, one of my favorite shows when I was a kid was the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And Mm. um, I remember there's uh, one of the, like, more well-known or famous episodes, at least. I remember, like, as a kid, there were, like, do you remember these things you could get at, like, uh, I guess, like, grocery store checkouts? And there was, like, a little, like, um, general store, kind of, uh, in the town where I grew up that you could buy. They had, like, these uh, sticker books, and you would like buy packs of stickers almost like trading cards. Hmm. And then they would be numbered and you would go through the book and like hope that you when you opened your pack you got like the sticker you needed to fill like that space in the book. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I've legitimately never heard of that. Why do I it always feel amazing. like I
0: sound like a maniac when I try and explain things from my youth to you?
1: <laughs> um, I mean I I've had plenty of like books that come with stickers. No, this was like like
0: you can buy more stickers. This was like whatever cartoon you were into, like when I was a kid, like I'm sure there was like a Barbie or like a My Little Pony one or Rainbow Brite or something that my sister had as well. But it'd be like a thin little, you know, uh, book like Ghostbusters themed and it would have all of these like rectangles in it with numbers in them. And so you would buy the book, and then you'd buy packs of cards, like I said, like trading cards. And you'd tear it open, there'd be like five of them in there, but they're stickers, not trading cards. And then you just, like, buy them until you fill the book with all the stickers. And, like, I remember when I was a kid, there is an episode of the real Ghostbusters cartoon that was all about a troll. And it was, like, he was, like, under – he could, like, teleport kind of like the boogeyman – like under people's beds and in their closets and stuff. And uh I remember like not loving that episode because it was like, oh, he's just a troll. He's kind of the same, same old thing I've seen before. And then of course that Ghostbuster sticker book was all themed around that episode. So like
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: As a kid, I had that book and I wanted all the stickers and everything, but it was like, man, why couldn't it be an episode about like I'm a ghost that I liked more or something? Is <laughs> like the memory that sticks out in my head when I think of trolls. I just go right to that episode of that ghostbusters cartoon
1: i'm gonna say mills i feel like feeling a little upset about my like growing up childhood corner store experiences (laughs) i mean like corner stores i grew up around were just little debbie snacks and lucy cigarettes i think
0: i wasn't sure if that was something that uh was uh, like kind of universal that a lot of people would have experienced but um I remember I the, that being a thing when I was a kid. They had, like, a little spinner rack, and it had all the books, and then they had little boxes of the stickers. And, like, any time we went into the store, I would bug my mom to buy me some of the stickers. going to have to, uh, I think we have
1: to put it out to the internet, so I'd love to know if anyone listening could tell us. Is this, like, a New England thing, too? Cross-country? <laughs> to I know that this Maryland? kind of
0: thing still sort of exists, because, like, uh so I work at a comic book store and my boss is a big Washington capitals hockey fan. Mm -hmm. And so even though we're a comic book store uh, and there isn't really a whole lot of cross pollination between sports and comics, unless you're talking like McFarlane action figures or something like that. Maybe he gets like, whenever McFarlane puts out like a hockey figure, that is one of the capitals players, he gets like full cases of those hockey figures. And, uh the one player for the team Ovechkin who I would not know any of these these people or any of this shit if it wasn't for working for this guy uh he endorsed even though it's a US team I guess he's Canadian and he endorsed a candy bar that you that they don't sell in America I forget what it's called But, like, he ordered some boxes of these things from Canada, and we had them on our snack rack for a while because it had a picture of this hockey player on the box. And one time we had sticker books, just like I'm talking about. And I remember when they came into the store being like, oh, I haven't seen something like this in forever. But it was like a hockey sticker book, and it was just like those blank rectangles, and we had, like, packages of the stickers that you could buy. Nobody fucking bought them. Because that's a real weird niche thing Especially in like a comic book store But yeah So they still exist in some capacity Or I'm imagining all of this
1: um, I don't want to immediately run through door number two on that <laughs> I, w- I want to give you the benefit of the doubt But I don't know I could just been missing those the whole time Just yeah. looking for airheads or whatever Just skipped <laughs> over the sticker packs <laughs> Yeah yeah,
0: maybe I don't know. That's uh... friends
1: of the show. Please let us know <laughs> who's the crazy one here.
0: I would love to know if anybody else had these or knew about these things, yeah, or if it was no. just me. That's what passed for a good time when I was a kid. <laughs> stickers that you don't stick on other things; you just stick them in a book. Yeah, I. You know, thinking back, I don't even remember if they were stickers. They might almost been like stamps, where you had to like wet the backs of them to stick them into the book. Oh boy, we should probably reel this in. Get back should we? <laughs> I mean get back to I mean trolls. we' got to, I mean this is our
1: thing I mean we do whatever we want here, right
0: but, yeah you're but probably I mean, right. You're people probably came right. to hear us talk about troll 2 let's be honest well,
1: well, by all means,
0: Milsy, let's get into it All right movie one troll 2 from
1: 1990 Stop What are you doing to my son? We were giving him some ice cream Daddy, they're goblins! Monstrous beings. What? They were giving me ice cream so they could eat me later.
0: An act of imagination. A bit morbid, isn't he?
1: I mean, look at them. They all have a mole the shape of a clover leaf. And New Bog
0: got goblins spelled backwards. I'm telling you, Daddy, they're monsters.
1: Mr. Miss presence, what are you doing here? I thought you were supposed to be at my house. We had car trouble. We'll be leaving this evening. Okay. It was nice meeting meeting all of you. My son and I must be leaving now.
0: Going into this movie, what kind of... You said you uh, weren't aware... You were aware of Best Worst Movie, but didn't know it was about Troll 2?
1: No, I mean, as soon as like this like kind of episode came up, you know and i saw that i was like okay i'm sure like along along the way i heard that or read that somewhere one of those kind of things but it wasn't really not in my my radar at all
0: what kind of awareness or knowledge of troll 2 as like a you know a social sensation like a meme kind of movie did you have going into this zero okay i'll I'd- tell you Milzy.
1: Mm-hmm. i'll tell you right now though i love that we live in a world where there can be a movie that mentions the word goblin a hundred and twenty-seven times, it never says troll, but is still called Troll Two.
0: Yep, that's I definitely mean, this movie. Uh,
1: I'm gonna. I, I'm also gonna tell you, I didn't. Re, I didn't do any research on this movie because I was sure you did, and well, I just course. wanted to kind of sit back and be blown away by the entire story here, because well, it's like these. This is like capturing Lightning in a Bottle.
0: The story of Troll 2. Um, And, you know, there's probably a lot more information out there about it. Like I say, I haven't seen the documentary that's about the film, but I did the reading. And I knew a little bit of this going in as well, just because... Had you at least seen the clip clip before of the guy going, uh, oh no, they're eating her, then they're going to eat me. Oh my god! Had you (laughs) seen that before? No. That is like the hotness on YouTube... Like, in the Wikipedia article for this movie, they had a stat that, like, in February of 2017, that video clip had been watched, like, 5.7 million times oh, or that's something. that's amazing. Like, that—that that is, like, the thing that I feel like people will know from this movie, even if they don't know what it's from. And mm-hmm. someone could watch Troll 2 on, like, shitty movie night at their friend's house, and then that scene will come up and people will suddenly be like, oh, I know that. Because that's definitely, like, a it's like a meme. But, um... <clears throat> so, Troll 2... Uh, written and directed by a guy named Claudio Fergasso, which, man, the world just has a way of coming full circle with certain things. Uh, you know my penchant for uh buying like uh limited edition Blu-rays of like weird, shitty old movies from oh. small distributors.
1: I mean, it possibly one
0: of your favorite things. <laughs> it has become one of my favorite pastimes. Not terribly long ago. I got uh, a movie called Shocking Dark from uh, Severin Films, which is one of these small uh, film distributors. And it is, I wanted to see it for a long time because it is a hardcore Italian ripoff of Alien and Terminator, like balled mm. up into one. Okay. Where they, it's like so much of a ripoff that they actually just like use dialogue straight out of Aliens. I love it. <clears throat> so I watched that movie And then Severin, that same company, has a presale for two new movies that they're putting out. Well, they're not new, but two movies that they're now releasing called Robo War and Night Killer. Now, outside of the Mm -hmm. United States, Shocking Dark is known as Terminator 2, but it's illegal to release it as that here. (laughs) Outside of of the United States, Night Killer is known as Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Even though, oh, from God. what I understand, there's no chainsaw, yes. and the killer wears a glove with knives on it, like Freddy Krueger. All right. And then Robo War is apparently a mashup knockoff of Predator and RoboCop.
1: I mean, I want to see all three of them. Be honest.
0: <laughs> Shocking Dark was a trip, but I bring this up because little did I know, Troll Two. Is written and directed by the guy who wrote all three of those movies and directed Night Killer. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. And I had heard
0: peripherally that the director of Troll 2 is like insane and actually think it's it's a good movie and like is a laughing stock. Had no idea it was this guy whose movies I was over here buying and watching. And loving. Yeah. <clears throat> Man. For all the wrong reasons. But uh so Claudio Fergasso. You're like his super fan. <laughs> i've i'm becoming a fan <laughs> i Jeez. gotta be honest all right all right claudio fergasso italian filmmaker mostly known for doing like schlocky low budget stuff working with other guys like joe diamato and uh bruno Mattei, um all the guys who were doing like the just gore house horror movies from italy back in like the late 70s and the 80s his wife rosella Drudi is also a writer, and she wrote some of these movies with him. Allegedly, she came up with the idea for Troll 2, which originally they planned to call Goblins, because, <laughs> because it, like all of a sudden, at the same time, in the 80s, a bunch of her friends all decided to become vegetarians, and she thought it was really pretentious, and she wanted to make a movie that was like making fun of vegetarianism. And that was where the premise for troll two aka goblins came from
1: I mean that's like a long and winding path you've got to go down to get from that
0: to I know troll two because you're watching troll Two, and it's all about like the trolls like they have to force people to eat this green sludge that's made from the forest so that it will turn humans into green mush that then they consume for sustenance. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, like, weirdly fighting back between, like, oh, no, not all natural foods from the planet. We want, like, hamburgers and a double-decker bologna sandwich like the kid eats at the end in Defiance of the goblin Witch Queen.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's worth the price of a mission alone just to get to that part.
0: Yeah. So, long story short, uh, Claudio Fergasso wants to make this movie. Uh, He manages to get some kind of financial backing, comes to the United States to make it, films it in a small town in like Utah or something like that. Pretty much all of the cast, except for one or two people, were just locals who came out for a casting call, like an open casting call, hoping to be cast as like background characters and supporting characters. And then random people ended up being cast as main characters in the movie, like the father. Uh Uh-huh. It was the he'd never acted before. He was a dentist, like a small town (laughs) dentist. And a bunch of his patients were all like, oh, you should you should try acting. You'd probably be really good. So he goes in and like reads a couple lines in front of a bunch of Italian people who don't even speak English. And then because he was like so like intense and flamboyant in his performance, they just cast him as one of the lead characters.
1: I mean, I'll say it right now. There is no greater collection of dog shit actors than this movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The people in this movie for the most part went on to do nothing. Uh, The father went right back to being a dentist because he (laughs) saw no future for himself in acting after the movie panned so so terribly.
1: I mean, it makes total sense that the nearly entire cast of this movie is like townsfolk because it's that glaringly bad.
0: Right down to the fact that one of the bits of trivia that you can read anywhere on the internet is that the, the guy, I think he's only in like one or two scenes, the guy who runs the convenience store, like the general store, mm-hmm. where the one kid goes to to like buy food and all they have is that gross milk, Yep. that guy only was in the movie because the person they cast in that role just didn't show up. And mm-hmm. the guy that actually ended up playing the character was on a day trip from a mental hospital. He yes. was literally a mental patient. Oh. And he claims that when they filmed it, he was high as a kite. And oh. he wasn't acting. That's just the way he was. <laughs> man. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, this this
1: just doesn't happen today. I mean, no. this really is like it's like a national
0: treasure. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. people are revering it lately as just like it almost the same way like uh I mentioned Ed Wood earlier uh classically made the movie Plan 9 from Outer Space which was super cheap and just like horribly acted and many people consider it to be in a fun way the worst movie of all time and i feel like Troll 2 is the modern equivalent of that
1: mm mm-hmm. makes sense
0: but uh to wrap up the origin story they make the movie and uh the i think they made it in like 3 weeks uh there's tons of horrible behind the scenes stories about just like how shitty it was and how all of the crew, like the Italian crew, only one of them could speak English, and it was like the costume oh, designer. Yes, yes. So she would like translate what they wanted uh, like to happen in the scenes to the people, and the script was written in the same kind of broken English that the Italian <laughs> director <laughs> kind of <laughs> tried to speak.
1: <laughs> and
0: when the American actors would be like, oh, well, I can like... You know, change up the dialogue as I say it to make it sound more natural. And he insisted that they say it just the way it was written, even if it sounded completely wrong to American ears. Wow.
1: Okay. Cause it, you know, we usually, both of us, like take notes while we're watching movies or kind of compile things. At one point, I mean, it could have been a good 20, 25 minutes in. I said, I'm, I have to stop writing things down because this, <laughs> it's, I'm going to fill this entire notebook
0: yeah. with. Ridiculous shit. There is some wild shit in this movie. I mean, like, I knew, I knew kind of what I was getting into. I had seen some of the clips online, but when they, like, the family gets to the town. And they go inside and the, like, weirdo people who they were, like, house swapping with for vacation left them a smorgasbord of, like, baked goods with green jelly all over it. (laughs) And then the grandfather appears in a vision to the grandson and is like, you have to find a way to stop them from eating. You have 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then the kid's plan is he jumps up on top of the table, unzips, and pisses all over the food so that the family won't eat it. Like. That is the moment when I was like, Okay, yeah. this oh, movie yeah. is working on a different level oh, than yeah. I was expecting. That's you know you're really playing with power, is uh
1: that very point. I mean, even like this movie like opens immediately with like the grandfather who you find out later is a ghost talking to the grandson, mm-hmm. he's telling him this story and there's a guy that's dressed up like uh, I don't know, the uh live action animated Robin Hood or something. <laughs> And it just like st- opens immediately. No setup, nothing. And I was like, what? I was like, what? What is this? What is this going on here? You know. And then within another ten minutes, I'm writing down. I'm like, there's goblins and ghosts in this crazy movie. <laughs> so yeah. where does
0: where does it end? Oh, there's a witch also. I <laughs> mean, it's just this.
1: I mean, we've said I've I know I've said it plenty of times on the show. This movie is flat out bonkers.
0: Yeah. I mean, this movie earns all of the like weird. Meme status that it has Mm -hmm. garnered over the years. I mean,
1: flat out horrible goblins.
0: Yeah, just um, terrible looking little little goblin people. Only one of them actually has eyes. They don't open or close or anything, but all the other ones just have like these dark eye holes that the actors can see through. Right. Only one of them has a functioning mouth, and the word functioning is even (laughs) giving them a little too much credit. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because it hardly moves at all.
1: There's like the one like old creepy grandmother goblin mask mm-hmm. that just looks like a
0: Halloween mask. Oh, I mean, yeah. It looks like a bad. That's Halloween the one that has eyes. It's, it's like they did that one first and first. We're like, hmm, those eyes look terrible. Let's let's steer clear of eyes for the rest yeah. of them. And then someone was like, you want me to scrap this one? And they're like, no, that's that's money down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, no,
1: we're leaving it in. But
0: yeah, it's rough. I mean,
1: they're all running around like potato sack clothing. Yeah. It sticks. Just like it
0: just... bouncing around. It's you you imagine it's all children in those costumes because the goblins are like short, you know, they're like three, four feet tall. Right. Um, and so it's just like kids bounding around in these funky costumes. They're not scary in the least. It's always like shot in bright daylight. So <laughs> there's like no mm-hmm. no suspense or fear from any of these things. But I mean, the director claims that it's like a not not parody, but it's like, it's meant to be funny. And I mean, to a degree, I can see that with some of the sequences that happen and like how crazy the witch lady is. Like that had to have been on purpose. Mm. But then there's so much like humor in the movie that I'm sure was not intended.
1: Yeah, I'm sure like all the townsfolk who are the primary cast were not told that through a translator at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably thought it was all serious.
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to give the MVP status to Grandpa Seth, of
0: course. Yeah? I mean, you you thought he was good?
1: Well, I'm not going to go that far. I just mean this when you're, you know, digging through the the mud there. I mean, that guy. That was my boy, <laughs> Grandpa Seth. He sh- shot one goblin with, like, a finger bolt. Oh,
0: right. Yeah. yeah. Well, would you be surprised to learn that he never acted in another thing ever in his life aside from this? <laughs> It does surprise me. <laughs> Some of the cast members, like the sister, the older sister, she went on to do a couple of things. She was on an episode of Touched by an Angel, and she was in a movie that I've heard of called Ice Spiders from, like, ten years ago. Oh, boy. Okay. But, like, most of these people have done nothing. The father has had a little bit of a resurgence in recent years because he was a big part of the documentary. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten roles in a couple of things here and there. Small stuff. But, yeah for the most part, this cast never to be seen again. Mm
1: -hmm. I believe it.
0: I guess it's worth mentioning that, uh, as we've, as, as you probably could have guessed from hearing us talk about this movie so far, the American distributors decided that the film wasn't good enough to stand on its own. So there is another movie called troll and they just decided, ah, goblins are kind of like trolls. Even though the word troll is never spoken in the movie, we'll just call this troll too. To which I ask, how popular was the previous troll to think that they would get a little bit of a bump off of that like that title?
1: I mean, was this movie even released in theaters?
0: I couldn't find any box office information, but then again, I also couldn't find a budget anywhere either, so mm. I don't know. And also, you know, we have been doing the poster discussions on every episode, so in attempting to track down a poster for this movie, there's a bunch... Because since the movie has become like a weird internet sensation over the last decade, there's like repertory posters and things like that. But we we were able to find a VHS box cover that we'll talk about later,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but no theatrical poster of any kind that I could find on the internet.
1: How did the documentary get made?
0: Well, funny thing about that, the documentary is directed by... The kid from the movie, the little boy. Oh
1: no way! Grew
0: up. Uh, he did a little bit of acting throughout the rest of his life as well. He actually was also on an episode of Touched by an Angel, if I remember correctly. Yeah, fancies himself a director now. He made the uh, best worst movie. He made another documentary about um, like three local families who live in like uh, New England and do like homemade haunted houses every year and it's like a documentary about them called the American scream. And then he actually directed a movie that I've seen before it came out like two years ago on Netflix starring Bob Odenkirk called girlfriend's day, which okay. was fine. It wasn't anything incredible, but uh, yeah, it was surprised to see that it was this guy. I got to see it now. Yeah. Best worst movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I definitely intend, like I say, to watch that documentary now, but um, He's, I mean, Man, I feel like we haven't even really scratched the surface of this movie, but, uh... (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, we could easily... This could turn into a three-hour episode, I feel like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a couple more things I think need to be said about uh, some of the specific sequences in this movie. already mentioned the, the, uh, like, YouTube famous sequence with Arnold yelling, Oh, my God, in the most unconvincing manner. Mm -hmm. He is given some kind of potion that turns him into, like, a tree. Yes, and I was reading that, uh, like, because I was even watching the movie. Like, when the other kid is dragging the pot that he's planted in, and I'm like, how is Arnold not falling down? They actually screwed the bottom of his shoes into the the pot that he was in, and because of that, he was stuck standing in that thing for 14 straight hours while they filmed <laughs> the movie, which must have been hell with that like prosthetic oh, shit all over God. his face and everything. Oh randomly at the end of the movie so there's like four friends one of them is the boyfriend of the the older sister and he survives the movie uh one of them is arnold who gets turned into a plant one of them i don't remember his name but he like drinks some gross milk and then starts to leak green stuff but the fourth one do you remember what happens to him that the popcorn one (laughs) yes it is (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Talk about out of left field. He's just chilling in the RV the whole time. And then the like evil witch character comes along and seduces him. And for some fucking reason, she like crawls on top of him and they're like making out with a piece of corn on the cob between their mouths. And Mm -hmm. then as like things get steamier, popcorn just starts shooting out of everywhere until the scene ends With her crawling off of him, he is covered in popcorn. Just he's in a pile of popcorn. And he just croaks out the words, no more popcorn. End scene. (laughs) Now, is he dead? Is he still alive? We have no idea. (laughs) Like, I don't even understand. Like, most of the movie is nonsensical, but I at least can follow, like, okay, it's all about plants and they turn this guy into a tree and... You know, they're feeding people this plant goo and it like melts them down and the trolls eat them. But what was with the fucking popcorn scene? It's drugs, Millsy. <laughs> it's just lots of drugs on set. What else could it be? I don't know. I really yeah. don't.
1: Foreign foreign cats come to America, you know, there's plenty of new new drug connections. I don't know. But <laughs> when watching that I said, What I mean, that's the only part that makes me feel like you know, some people might have thought this was supposed to be a comedy because there's no way you take this scene seriously.
0: Yeah. Just as it was happening, I was just sitting there like, what am I watching? Like, I don't even understand why this is in the movie. Just like you said, bonkers.
1: It's it's nuts.
0: <laughs> the one other thing I'll say about this movie is I thought it was funny and kind of weird how much American pop culture shit was in it. Mm-hmm. Did you take notice of this? Um... I don't think so. Let me give you some examples. <clears throat> okay. So movie opens in the uh, younger brother, his name was uh, Michael, in his bedroom when he's talking to the ghost of Uncle Seth or Grandpa Seth.
1: Grandpa, Grandpa Seth. Mills, come right.
0: Sorry. <clears throat> Get the man the
1: respect he <laughs> deserves.
0: On the kid's walls, he had some posters. One of them was 1989 Batman poster. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do remember that. Yep, yep. One of them, which like caught my eye, because it's something you don't. It's like some a, a visual I'm very familiar with because I'm a comic book nerd and I work in a comic book store. But I would not expect to just see in a movie. He had a poster for the comic book Batman: The Killing Joke, mm-hmm. the like Brian Bolland drawing of the Joker with all the ha ha ha's in the background. Yep. Somewhere in his room, he had something Mickey Mouse related sitting around. He also he had, had Superman, something
1: Superman the movie too. I think. Oh,
0: did he? I missed that. Yeah. He had something Winnie the Pooh as well. And then later in the movie, the kid is wearing a G.I. Joe t-shirt, and the sister is wearing a Garfield t-shirt.
1: Yes, Garfield with horns.
0: Yeah. Because it was an Aries (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, which makes me wonder, was there an entire series where it was Garfield as each of the different signs? Well... And you if know, so, guess, where can guess I collect them all? I was
1: going to say, guess who's getting that for Christmas if I find them?
0: Nothing would make me happier. Because <laughs> I am an Aries. Oh, perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, let, me, let me write that down before yeah. I forget.
0: And then on top of all of that, you know, I guess I can understand, you know, they want it to seem relatable or whatever, or maybe it was a fucking fluke, the, to have all of those like pop culture recognizable things in the movie, but... Then, shortly after the opening scene, they cut to the older sister, who's, like, the hot young teenager, and she's just in her room, like, in an exercise outfit, lifting weights and listening to her headphones. And they do this, like, you're hearing her music, which is, like, this shitty, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, fake pop music.
1: Oh, yeah. There's, like, a lot of weird, bad synth
0: stuff going on in this well, the entire movie was just uh, all scored on one synthesizer. And I read that one of the songs in the movie is just one of the demo tracks on the synthesizer sped up.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: but yes. in in that scene of the sister working out, it's like doing these like quick cuts all around her room to show like how her room is decorated. Full on, full frame, right there in your face on the screen pictures of Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp. How do you think those two guys feel about being included in one of the worst movies of all time? You'd probably, you'd have to laugh I think, right Mills? Like that's just weird isn't it? Maybe. Tell me about it. Like Troll 2. They made a documentary about how bad it is. And fucking Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp's images are in the movie. Full on. Not like in the background. They focus on them. It's so, so weird. Johnny Depp. Probably tried to cash in on that at some point. <laughs> Maybe it's a hard partier, Allegedly. Oh, I'm sure he could get down with Claudio <laughs> and Rosella one set. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was super weird. Yeah, I mean, among all the other weird shit in this, movie, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be like, surprised. You,
1: you could just you could hang that descriptor on the whole movie. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: just weird. But then, like on top of everything else crazy in the film, I just thought it was hilarious that at the end uh grandpa Seth appears to the kid and the kid's like trapped and he's like how do i get out of this and the grandfather gives the ghost of the grandfather's like when i go away this time i'm gone for good take this bag and only open it when you absolutely need to <laughs> and when the kid fucking opens the bag he and pulls out a sandwich and he like holds it up in the air and he's like a double decker bologna sandwich and as he eats it all of the goblins and the witch like reel back in horror because it's processed foods and not natural. I mean, I, what the fuck is this movie, Dex? I mean,
1: Milsey, that's got to be like you know, they got to that scene times running out um you know, uh food services is there, you know, from whatever whatever restaurant in town to feed the crew. The director, you know, I don't know, he's doing blowing rails or something. Comes (laughs) back, he's like, oh, like oh, like in Italian, like we need something for that bag. He's like, oh well, (laughs) you know, craft services got bologna
0: sandwiches. (laughs) He's like, smash two of those together. That'll be that'll be the end of our movie. I mean, that's a good three or four bologna. When you see that thing, you're like, yeah, that's not that's not like lunch meat slices of bologna. That's like two inch thick. Yeah. slices of of cylindrical meat i mean
1: <laughs> from a distance i'd say it's like two of those like cl- resealable packages of baloney <laughs> yeah. between two pieces
0: of bread mm-hmm. just man just
1: i mean and at that point you're you're you know you're uh i don't know 80 90 minutes into the movie at that point you're like yes this makes total sense <laughs> now double decker baloney
0: so let's cap off this review with i have to ask In a void, like not comparing it to any of the other movies in this episode, not comparing it to any other movie you've ever seen necessarily. Mm -hmm. Did you get enjoyment out of watching this film? Uh, Yes. That's what I was hoping to hear. Because I did too. And there's like bad movies that are just like so bad that there's no redeeming factors. But Like like Abraxas. Exactly. I would say that though this is known as one of the worst movies ever made, Abraxas is probably, it probably holds the trophy right now for worst movie we've watched for this podcast. A 100%. And I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to be tough to beat that one.
1: (laughs) There's never going to be a time I'm going to say Troll 2 is so bad it's good. Because it's bad. (laughs) But it has like those redeeming bad, like... If we were hanging out, we could put this on and like crack jokes on it. Exactly. The whole runtime.
0: Which is why I think this movie is deserving of not only having the documentary made about it, but being the cultural phenomenon that it is. Mm Because, yeah, I don't know about so bad it's good, because it is just terrible no matter what, but it is an experience and it is hilarious. (laughs) Whether it wants to be or not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, you got bad. Like, Abraxas is just bad. you got plenty of bad movies. But this one, you know, every step, every decision made is horrible. But then there's so many things in this movie. Like, I was saying, like, I just had to stop writing stuff down. (laughs) That's what makes it, like, enjoyable. Because you're like, what? Could they come up with next after what I just saw, you know? Mm -hmm. And between the bad, the horrible, horrible acting. Which you would think, like, why would I ever want to watch that? But you know
0: it becomes entertaining train, right? at some point. Watch. Yeah. I mean the the sister is just so wooden in all of her lines. Oh. It's just yeah, it's
1: it's it's an amazing
0: it perfect storm of terrible.
1: Yeah. I'll send it to you at some point because I like had to record a scene that I just watched ten times and thought was hilarious where they're deciding that they're gonna do a seance to bring <laughs> oh, Grandpa yeah. Seth back. And just her delivery and Michael's reaction is, like, some of the best stuff ever.
0: Oh, when he's like, you're a genius! (laughs) Big sister? Yeah, he calls her big sister. It's like they didn't even know what their own character's Uh, names were. (laughs) Oh, it's the
1: best, because they, you know, she says that, and then there's just a pause. And, of course, the camera zooms in on his goofy face. Mm Mm-hmm. Just the best line delivery in the whole thing. You're a genius, big sister! (laughs) It's like jump cut to like back in the RV. I'm like,
0: oh, oh man, I need to make that my like text message alert for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: please do, please.
0: All right. Uh, you ready to move on? I
1: mean, we, we better. We could keep going, but we should, we just have to.
0: <laughs> yeah. We got to leave this one
1: behind. How I've is never... Troll
0: 2 becoming one of our longest reviews we've ever done? It just
1: makes, it makes sense, man. It's a, you know, mm.
0: there's just a lot to tackle on that one. But yeah. <clears> it just it gets you. All right, well, next up we have uh, jumping 20 years into the future from Troll 2. We have Troll Hunter from Norway in 2010. I had actually seen this one, like I mentioned, and uh, was looking forward to rewatching it because it had been a while and I didn't remember a lot of it. Mm -hmm. You want to give us your thoughts and maybe a little bit of a synopsis?
1: I'll hit you with the synopsis right off the IMDB page. A group of students investigates a series of mysterious bear killings, but learns that there are much more dangerous things going on. They start to follow a mysterious hunter, learning he is actually... A troll hunter.
0: <laughs> now, actually, now that I think about it, before I hear your opinion of the movie, let me mm. let me hit you with a question. Hit it, because I know from previous conversations of ours that you, I believe, would consider yourself not a fan in any way, shape, or form of the found footage genre. Is that correct? Um, that is correct. I yeah, I feel like in the past you've you you've told me that uh, you don't think there are any found good found footage movies. <laughs>
1: if if you hadn't said that i was going to next come with milzy what movie trope
0: do i hate the most <laughs> so my question to you because when i when i found out you hadn't seen this i thought to myself like not even thinking of it as a found footage movie like this seems like a like a movie that would be up dax burgers alley like it just i think of this movie and something about it makes me think like oh he would be into the, i don't know if it's the subject matter or what
1: Millsy, you know me well, friend, because you're 100% correct.
0: <laughs> so, my question is like, I, I don't know even at this moment how much you did or didn't like the movie, but does this earn the distinction of being a found footage movie that you actually like? And if not, how did the actual found footage nature of it affect your viewing?
1: <laughs> okay. So, this movie, Troll, I've been very aware of, there was this movie, Troll Hunter. This. Poster, image, which we'll get into, I was very aware of. I knew this was a thing. Um, this was on, in my Netflix queue for probably 10 years. It was probably <laughs> still in my queue when they were sending DVDs to my house. Yeah. And then just made the jump to the digital one, and then it's, been, it's gone. I don't know how long it's been off Netflix, but it sat in there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just one of those things, you know, I'll get to it eventually, like everyone else's Netflix Netflix subscription. Not a clue in the world that it was shot based in Norway is subtitles, and I damn well didn't know it was found footage. Milzy, uh huh. This is the last movie I watched mm-hmm. because I was like, same as you thought of me, I was like, you know, I just got a good feeling about Troll Hunter. I was like, that crazy poster, I was like, I don't know anything else, but I was just like, you know, I've been wanting to watch this thing for years, so perfect timing. Man, I fire this movie up, Milzy, mm-hmm. and it just opens with the text on screen <laughs> talking about this footage was found. Blah, you know the description like, no, this is the last anyone's seen, or whatever the horrible bullshit it says about being a found footage film. Uh-huh. Milzy, I I paused it and I just went, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want to, you know, like run out into the street. Why? You know, spinning in circles. Just to the, I just hate found footage movies.
0: I'm waiting for a butt. I'm hoping there's one coming.
1: I mean, found footage movies just, there was a time where I didn't know better. Like everyone, like Blair Witch, oh my God, so scary and spooky. Look at this. And then very quickly that turns to, Horrible trash and the worst thing ever. You know, I think like you're you're a fan of um. God, what's that movie? That found footage, Chronicle, superpower movies, Chronicle. That could be a good movie, but it's dog shit because it's in found footage. In my eyes, have you seen it? Oh yeah, it's dog shit, Milzy. It's the found footage. Like it, it, it hurts me that much to the core. I saw it the one time and just. The things that go along with found footage about, like, there's always someone that, like, you know, has to have a camera on them at all times. And, you know, this, that, the other thing, it just it just has always rubbed me the wrong way. I would watch Chronicle again. You know, asterisk. Feel free to make an episode for us where that's included somewhere. Duly noted. I'll give it a second. I'll give it a, another shot. But just the, the found footageness of any movie bothers the shit out of me.
0: I'm still waiting for that butt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, i got to say, Millsy, I had a great time watching Trollhunter. Oh,
0: boy. I was really starting to doubt that it was coming. <laughs> I really wanted to unpack that was That was a hell of a you. preamble. <laughs> I really wanted to unpack that one for you. Make you sweat.
1: I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a found Footage movie.
0: I mean, I've... I've it was a Chronicle?
1: <laughs> uh, maybe that or like a... I've seen a couple of the uh, paranormal activities. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagine, I think those were after Chronicle, but anytime I would know going in, something was found footage, I just don't even bother. I know there's still plenty of horror movies that have that, or they're on the webcam or whatever the hell. It's just, it's a thing. People probably listen to are like, just take it easy with the found footage. Well, I just hate it. Okay. I just, I can't
0: help it. I don't know. I feel like most people are on your page. Maybe not hate, but just like complete disregard for them. I just like,
1: I just pick up like every corny thing and I just feel like it you know, cinematography's out the window and it's just it's an excuse to like pad to like run time with like people running through the woods or running somewhere and the camera shaking and I'm just like, you know, give him a break, please, for the love of God. But it's just been done to death. But, you know, going in like Troll Hunter story, it's right up my alley. I was like, I'm not gonna be a crazy maniac about this. <laughs> I was like, let me just, you know, let me just try my best to enjoy it. I was like, it's happening. You know, I was blindsided by it, but I'm here now. With that being said, man, you know, I had a good time with this movie. It's a simple story. You know, it's it's very, uh, you know, it's set set in Norway, directed by Norwegian, like the whole thing, you know, subtitles and everything. And I've, I actually really liked it might not even have bothered me after a while with the found footage just because like Norway is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's like, like a lot of nice shots of the you know, Norway. I even I had to have Megan come like see some of it. She had no interest in watching this movie, which I don't blame her. So I was like, Oh, this movie about trolls. She's like, <laughs> I'm all set. <laughs> and I was like, Well, no, it's in it's in Norway. Come check it out. She's like, Okay. So there was actually some like real nice like vistas and you know, uh, Norwegian landscapes I was like man this looks good it's still in my head I was still like I wish it was just normal filming because it would look even better because it's shot on location but I was like whatever you know it's fine but yeah like overall like I enjoyed the story I was it had more CGI than I was expecting that didn't look half bad
0: mm-hmm.
1: probably even helped by the fact that it was actually found footage
0: well that's what I was gonna say is I mean with the budget that they had, this being like kind of an independent film, I mean, it costs $3.5 mm-hmm. $3. million US anyway to make, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's some. if somebody has a talent for visual effects like that, that's a, not a bad way to go about making like a cheap independent film sure. is to go like low fi sci-fi, you know, right. Or fantasy, I guess would be the, uh, the troll thing. I but. mean,
1: at one point I'm watching a thing and I'm the whole time. I'm like, you know, it's, it's found footage. I'm just like, oh, you know, oh, this would have been cool if it was just, you know, maybe it was, like, filmed to look like an old, like, 70s movie that just came out with, like, grainy footage or whatever. Like, that would have been cool, blah, blah, blah. But regardless, found footage doesn't look, like, half bad, especially with the CGI. I was, like, impressed. I was like, oh, it was, like, more than I expected.
0: Yeah, I mean, it affords you the opportunity to be mysterious and, like, show things off that are intriguing without showing the full thing. I mean, it's just like Cloverfield. It's, it's the mm-hmm. same kind of idea where you... Rarely get a good look at the creature in that, or, um,
1: that's another frustrating one time watch, one time viewing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when it comes to found footage, I will agree that, um, if you take found footage as a whole, there is far more bad than good,
1: Mm. but
0: I don't despise the subgenre enough to the point where I won't, you know, try them if there's something that seems interesting about them to me. Cool. And I like a fair number of them, and there's even a couple where, like Troll Hunter. Honestly, I feel like it probably this movie with this story probably works better as a found footage movie than it would as like a normal film, because of the way that they handle the trolls and how you don't get like real clear views of them, and it does have that kind of mysterious nature, and it just kind of fits the story of the uh, the group of kids like out doing what they're doing and stumbling upon this guy and
1: i mean that did help with me like enjoying it i think for that very i mean they're a film crew which i get has been used before with found footage stuff but it just fit it kind of like the tone of it like starts off kind of light and airy i guess is the best way to put it you know it's like Mm -hmm. little tongue-in-cheek feeling but then that whole ramps up so yeah, ultimately I didn't. It didn't bother me that much as things have in the past. So maybe I've softened a little with found <laughs> footage, or it was just because it was h- troll hunting that made me enjoy it more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see when the when our chronicle episode rolls around.
0: <laughs> My assumption would be because, like I said, going into this, like when I heard that you hadn't seen Troll Hunter, I was sure that you were going to like it, like subject wise, not necessarily the found footage style, but just like the style of it, like the f- the folklore and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. So my assumption would be that those are the things that won you over and maybe made you less aware of the found footage, potentially. Right.
1: No, you're 100% right. I mean, there's lots of, like, cool little – they do just, like, enough, like, explanation of folklore, and then there's, Mm -hmm. like, the cool, like, little troll hunting tricks with the lights or –
0: Yeah, that's all the stuff that I love is, like, taking little things that you would know about folklore, like – like that that hold like a uh, fairy tale or like that rhyme the three Billy goats gruff about the troll under the bridge and the the three billy goats that went across, mm-hmm. and then they have the second troll that the troll hunter takes down. it's actually he's under a bridge and he lures him out by tying three goats to the top of the bridge, like little yeah, things yeah. like that I thought were cool and and like fun to realize,
1: yeah I mean that was a cool scene he you know the hunter guy Hans has that. That Iron Man suit he makes (laughs) or whatever, you
0: know. He does look like the Mark I Iron Man a little bit. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, taking like these crazy fantasy ideas and like a troll and then uh, realizing it a little bit with the whole, um, the idea in the movie is that uh, there are trolls in Norway and um, they mainly like keep to themselves and aren't spotted by people because they mentioned like satellite photos, they won't show up. And I'm guessing it's just like a fantasy thing. Like they'll appear like rocks in a photo or something. Mm -hmm. And they normally keep to these certain areas and the government knows about them and like tries to keep them secluded. And the only time that they need the troll hunter is if they like escape from their normal habitat. And then he goes and takes care of them and the way that they try and cover it up by like bringing in, Dead bears and then having someone lay them in the woods and shoot them so that they're always just claiming it's bears, not trolls. Uh-huh. And uh even the fucking guy who works for the government wearing the bear booties and holding the sticks with the bear <laughs> right. feet on them so he can make it look right. like there's bear tracks. Uh-huh. Um, the movie has like a very dry sense of humor, which I like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like that old kind of tongue-in-cheekness of it. And I didn't and it felt like it fit with the found
0: footage. Yeah. And I never would have known this because I'm not familiar with the comedy scene in Norway, but, um, apparently the troll hunter, the power plant supervisor, the guy that supplies the dead bears and the company man, who's kind of like the human villain of the movie are all like high profile, well-known comedians in Norway. Oh, no way. Yeah. So kind of neat. It's kind of like when you watch a movie like Super and Rain Wilson is in it. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. that's the guy from The Office. Right, but if right. you were from another country, you wouldn't necessarily know that he's like a comedy actor because his character in yeah. the movie is kind of fucked up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I liked I liked all the actors. I thought everybody was fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I love the emphasis on like the rhyme about being able like trolls can smell the blood of a Christian man. Yeah. So it's like yeah. if you have to rub this like disgusting troll scent on yourself. And if you're a Christian, you shouldn't go near them because they'll smell you and come after you. And <laughs> the ways they play with that fun kind of stuff. I, I really dig that about it. Yeah. And it's, it's like ju-
1: almost like a uh, vampire-ish kind of things with like, uh, you know, the garlic or sunlight mm-hmm. or all, you know, same kind of stuff, but applied to a whole different thing, which I enjoyed.
0: Yeah. And just uh, just like how the movie Ghostbusters, it takes the idea of, like, ghosts and the supernatural, and it turns it into, like, a normal everyday thing. Like, oh, we need the exterminators to take care of this pesky ghost. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, a lo-fi. It's a guy with some, like, UV lamps and, like, a weird Iron Man suit trudging around in the woods trying to take down these, uh, these trolls. And then... Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say, like, those and, like, I love... Like, he had, like, old tires buried, so, like, and if they were undisturbed, he'd know a troll hadn't come <laughs> by there, because they like to eat tires,
0: or... Yeah, and they go to that one place where it's, just like, a beautiful landscape, where there's just all of these, like, rocks of all different mm-hmm. shapes and sizes littered around naturally, and they give an explanation, like, a bullshit explanation of, like, oh, this is an area where, like, the the mountain trolls and the the wood trolls like have battles and that's why there's rocks everywhere. Cause they throw rocks at one another. Yeah. But then like a normal tourist would just think, Oh, it's just, that's where the rocks uh, are.
1: The, one of my favorite things is where they, he pulls out like that, like acetate overlay. <laughs> that's the rocks like to check the formation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh dear, I love that so much.
0: And I love the like meat and potatoes of like, okay, you've killed a troll by, flashing it with UV light, which just like the Lord of the Rings turns them to stone. And mm-hmm. then you have this big troll sta- shaped stone formation. Like, what do you do because you don't want the common man to stumble upon that and realize it's a troll. So like first he hits it with a sledgehammer to break one of the legs and it falls to the ground. And then he takes a jackhammer to it to break it into smaller pieces. And then he plants charges all over it and covers it with like these blast blanket things so that right. he can like turn it into gravel. So no one will ever know it was a troll. It's just rocks <laughs> right. now.
1: Right. And then Little when they clever bits like that, I really
0: enjoyed. Yeah. Like when they go to the veterinarian, and she explains why they explode or turn into rocks when they die or when they when like sunlight hits them. Like, completely bullshit. But it's just fun mm-hmm. that they sat and came up with a reason why that could happen. Right. It's like
1: vitamin D, calcium, the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Right? just I love all those little things about this movie. I really mm-hmm. feel like I enjoyed it more this time than last time. I mean, it's been a long Good. time. I don't really remember what I thought. But I know that I liked it but didn't love it. But Did you like the look of the trolls? Yeah, I did.
1: The other thing I would have said is I probably wouldn't have like opened like the first view of trolls, like one that had three heads because mm-hmm. I thought that was a little weird. I don't love that. But then they, you don't really see like multi-headed troll again.
0: Yeah. Well, they explain that there's like five or six different kinds. That's another thing yeah. I like giving like names and specifications to all of mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how they're different. And I even liked his explanation for why it had three heads. He's like, You know, it's not actually heads. It's almost like how, like, there's butterflies that have patterns on their wings that almost look like eyes, so it'll scare away predators because they'll think Uh it's the face of another animal. Like, they grow these protuberances that look like other troll heads, so it either scares away other trolls Mm -hmm. or it, like, attracts females. Like, little shit like that I just think is awesome. (laughs) I do. I mean, I did like it just... In the viewing of it was weird to me, like that the first one. Had troll's going to have a bunch,
1: of, yeah. Like, I actually, like the second troll because it looked like it only had one arm too. Mm. Which is I like skull the skull.
0: third ones in the caves where they're just like all hairy and have those yeah. big fucking honking noses. Big. Oh yeah, I thought they were so cool. Good.
1: Those ones, at one point, I think it was in the cave where they're screaming, and I was like, dude, it sounds like they're using like a Tie Fighter sound effect. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on that. No, at all, I didn't.
0: But- that's funny, it's though. It's
1: kind of weird, but yeah, made me laugh.
0: And then the other kind we see is the, uh, what do they call it? The Jontar or something like Jean, that? Jean, yeah. Who's like the giant fucking troll. All right, which is like from the the uh, poster. Mm-hmm. They show like an enormous troll. Yeah. Which it's just cool to end the movie with that thing, and then even the idea of like again taking the fantastic and mixing it with reality, where they're Mm -hmm. like, why are all these trolls like leaving their territories? And it's because they find out that there's like a rabies outbreak between them, so it's kind of driven them crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that like like simple, like easy and simple, but made sense.
0: Yeah, and that giant troll at the end has rabies, and I don't know. I just think that stuff is cool.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, so I enjoyed myself all the way up until. Even to the end, but at the very end where I was just When like, you're
0: reminded it's a found footage movie? <sighs> yes. And it's just like,
1: I was like, oh, here comes these cars. It's coming again. They're taking off. They're running. I was like, here we go. I was like, it's going to be people running. Like someone's going to drop the camera and you just like hear something and then it cuts to black. More or less, that's what's happened besides it looks like someone's about to get hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah cuts to black and that's like the you know the writing telling you like oh no one ever found the kids or blah 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 and it's like i'm so much better without that
0: i would say that that is typically the biggest annoyance for me with found footage movies but the simple fact of the matter is the word found is right there in the title mm-hmm. or yeah, the the name yeah, so true true if true. But that does annoy me that um, you pretty much know going into most found footage movies how they're going to end. The characters are either going to die or disappear. Yeah. The one instance I can think of that I've seen that doesn't end like that is uh, the movie As Above, So Below, where Mm -hmm. some people go into the catacombs and uh, they actually accidentally stumble upon a, uh, a, a gateway to hell. And then when they come back, like, I kept waiting at the end of that movie for, like, the last character to die right as they're about to get back to the surface. But, no, they get out, and then it's, like, the movie's just kind of over. And I'm thinking to myself, these people just literally went to hell, and they have footage proof of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's where you're going to leave the story? Like, it's almost worse that they did make it out alive and it <laughs> didn't end like all the other ones, because yep, that just leaves yep. me with more questions. hmm <laughs> But... I'm not going to say that it's not a issue with found footage movies, but sure,
1: it doesn't ruin this movie for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I, was, I enjoy I the movie that. as a whole, like Chronicle, or um, there's a couple of other ones that I do like, the original Blair Witch Project. Uh, you know, I can, I can deal with it. It doesn't, you know, ruin mm-hmm. ruin a movie immediately for me all the time.
1: Maybe I've come around, Mills. Who knows? <clears throat>
0: I'm willing to bet that this is just an exception to the rule, but uh, yes. I'd love yeah. to find yeah. out, and maybe we will at some <laughs> point.
1: Yeah, I'll try that. I mean, I'm still not going to rush out to watch any uh, found footage. <laughs> it, it was the, the subject matter is what saved it for me on this
0: one. Yeah. A couple of tidbits of information about this one. It saddens me to say the budget was $3.5 million and it only made $4.1 million U.S. Oh, bummer. Uh, I think it probably did pretty good from like home video and streaming because mm-hmm. this was a movie that I remember taking the internet by storm yeah. back when it I came out. I feel like
1: out. I've seen plenty of people talking about it mm-hmm. or just popping up and random,
0: always just always
1: seeing that poster, you know?
0: Yeah. And so much word of mouth going along with this movie that it's one of the unfortunate instances of a foreign film that becomes popular in America. And of course, the first idea hollywood has is let's remake it now thankfully mm. it never happened but um for a long long time there uh chris columbus's uh production company had or maybe still has the rights to an american remake and neil marshall was going to make it for the longest time oh the hellboy guy mm-hmm. and i mean in hellboy the the newer hellboy movie he does fights these three like Trolls out of the Wild Hunt storyline in the comic Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe that was Neil Marshall You know, getting that out of his system (laughs)
1: Yeah, maybe
0: And yeah, directed and written by a guy named Andre Overdahl Who made The Autopsy of Jane Doe And at the time of this recording Has the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie Produced by Guillermo del Toro coming up Based on the books from everyone's youth That gave us all nightmares
1: Is he directing that? Yeah Oh, nice!
0: So looking forward to that. Did you ever see the autopsy of Jane Doe? I don't think so. It was uh Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox, and uh they ran like a small father son um what do you call it uh like a morgue, I guess mm-hmm. and uh this Jane Doe body comes in and they like they're trying to find the cause of death, and then things get spooky yeah uh, I thought it had one of the most incredible original awesome setups for a horror movie ever, and then it just shat the bed in the second half
1: yeah i don't I'm not aware of that one at all,
0: yeah, that's another one that kind of like made the rounds like two three years ago when it came out and you know a lot of internet lists that you see of like the top five horror movies the last five years or whatever it's on there, and I wanna give it props because it has a brilliant setup. But the second half of the movie just gets real fucking typical. Oh, I don't know if uh, okay. Overdahl wrote that one or not, though. But yeah, okay, <clears> okay. <throat> so looking forward to scary stories, and yeah, of course. You know, guy made Troll Hunter. Or what can say? you say? Yeah,
1: hey, I'll give him props. i i uh, I was already going to check out that movie anyways, but it actually excites me. So,
0: mm-hmm. it's good stuff. So yeah, Troll Hunter. I'm glad we were able to at least momentarily squash your hatred of found oh. footage. Yeah, I, I one
1: I'm glad that you knew that of me because I was wasn't <laughs> sure. I was like, how how hard have I come down on found footage in the past? That will Billsy know this or not?
0: We've definitely had the conversation before. Yeah, and I knew that you were beyond just not liking them. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I knew you'd like gone them. a little farther.
1: <laughs> oh, good. So
0: I stayed on brand. Perfect. Yeah. But I do love that you started this movie without realizing what it was at first,
1: <laughs> Mills, If you could have seen my face, it was like every it was like every meme of like some like that lady passing out in church or like someone like <laughs> you know falling off a boat or you know rolling their eyes <laughs> in the back of their head. I was like, no. Uh,
0: well, at least you mm-hmm. had the uh, the willpower to not write to me and immediately say we're <laughs> picking a different <laughs> troll movie because I don't know what else we would have chosen.
1: Oh, you know I would never do that, Milson. <laughs> we're, we're ride or die for this show.
0: That's why you and I are the only two people who can host this thing. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's uh, move on to our third and final film.
1: Oh, yes, please.
0: Uh, 2014's The Box Trolls. You're the worst pickpocket I've ever seen. Here, buy a book on how to be a better thief. Wait! I saw you last night. Hmm? And they took Fish, and I don't know where they took him. You were with the box trolls last night? Yes. Oh, I knew it! I knew it! father didn't believe me, but I knew it. How did you escape? We went underground. Did they drag you down to the hideous caves? With huh? there mountains of baby bones and rivers of blood? What? Did they eat your family? My family. Did they let you watch? What? what? I mean, make you watch. You... Tell me everything. Oh. Oh. Ah. You bit me. I need to find the men in red hats. You bit me. With your mouth. The men in red hats. roll exterminators. They live down on Kurd's way. How do I get there? Kurd's way. Milk turns into it. Uh, yeah. I don't know how this one passed me by because I do. I am a fan of Leica.
1: Yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't see it in the theater. Pretty sure I saw it once. You
0: know, started to watch it once, I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll
1: jump right ahead and say, like, par for the course with Leica. I enjoyed this one. Mm -hmm. Same here. Hard not to. I mean, it's just hard not to. This is like movie magic that just isn't made like en masse anymore. Yeah,
0: these people, these fucking Leica people are insane and incredible.
1: Yeah, they're incredible, insane geniuses and maniacs, you
0: know? I mean, just the craft behind what they do, like... You know, fuck whether or not the movie is fun or entertaining or, you know, has a Mm -hmm. good story or whatever. Just the sheer skill that these people have, the patience. I cannot imagine, like, as much as I love stop motion animation, like, Mm -hmm. absolutely love what they do, I would fucking stab myself in the neck if I had to do, like, one week's worth of the work that these people do.
1: Right. Because it takes them a week and it's only, like, I mean, what was it, like 12 seconds of film or
0: something? Production time on this film, 72 weeks. Right. That's fucking bananas. I mean, when you think about, like, huge movies
1: are filmed over, I don't know, like, the biggest movies are film, filmed and completed in, what, like, six months, you know? Mm-hmm. And to think this, like, took double or you know double
0: that at least yeah like one of the biggest mm. filmic undertakings that i'm aware of is when they filmed the three lord of the rings movies back to back to back and i think that was like 18 months and mm-hmm. that was three films Right. which there's enough footage that each of them has like a four hour extended edition <laughs>
1: right, right. they're like yeah they're like three <laughs> like three to four hour movies
0: yeah and I don't even know what the budget of those movies was. were, but mm-hmm. uh, this movie cost $60 million and it took 332 people, oh. 72 straight weeks to produce. That's, That's not including like the voice acting mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's I mean, go- just commitment on a level it, that I will never know. <laughs> it goes without saying like, like a movie, you
1: have to watch the movie and then watch the making of because it just makes you appreciate that much more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like any behind the scenes, because once you see like how like the box trolls—they're trolls that you know wear boxes as clothes, which is you know hilarious and endearing in the movie. But just how they had, they constructed them to fit inside those boxes, <sighs> or like the tricks they use to. <laughs> It's just it is the movie magic. That was that I nuts
0: love. when they were describing, like, oh, this is gonna be easy. It's just arms and legs and a head sticking out of a box. That's gonna be easy to animate. Mm-hmm. And then when they realized, like, well, how how are we gonna get them? Cause they like scrunch up inside of their boxes like a turtle. Right. And like hearing them, like they built this little fucking like key turny mechanic thing where you can stick like a little key in <laughs> and crank it uh-huh. and it pulls the all the uh-huh. limbs in but then there's yeah. not enough room inside the box so at some point they have to like pop off the limbs and put on these shorter versions and mm-hmm. then like every frame they need another oh my god
1: yeah and then like when you see it in the movie when it's like darkness you see the box trolls have like the yellow eyes yeah which is I not a like, fucking oh, special they... effect it's i know i was i was like oh i guess I wonder how they CG that or like, did they shine a light on their eyes or like, was it reflective? Nope. They put batteries and lights inside each one or like they had them actually hardwired with lights in the eyes. I'm like, Dude, yeah, this is amazing.
0: And like in order for, cause like, you know, in stop motion animation, those faces they have, it's not like people hear claymation. And I think sometimes imagine like, Oh, they're actually molding the clay or something, but no, like for each character, they've got like, 300 different facial parts and they change mm-hmm. them to get different expressions and speech patterns and things right. and like each and every one of those that they had for each character of the of the trolls had to have like a battery with like a magnet that would complete a connection so when they put on the different face pieces the eyes would glow just like come on right and then when you see like that giant steampunk spider thing that the villain is driving around in at the end mm-hmm. when you see the behind the scenes footage of them filming that and how big it is
1: yeah it's, it's like f- half
0: the size of a person yeah, it's, it's gotta be three feet enormous. tall. and then mm-hmm. that thing has to like you know support itself and i know they had like that support arm holding it up but still all those pieces there's like gears turning and belts mm-hmm. moving and it's supposed to be on fire, so they have, like, an iPad inside with a fire image on it that they can change, and <laughs> right. it's got it's all those like- legs, and then the guy's piloting it, so they have to have him, like, moving to look like he's controlling mm-hmm. it. Oh, my Christ. And it's like,
1: dude, there's no part of that is like, an off-the-shelf part. Yeah. Like they're making everything by hand and painting everything. Like, It's amazing.
0: Yeah, I want to. I want to say that I read that they had like twenty thousand different handcrafted props and things for this movie.
1: Oh, I believe it.
0: But I mean, this is why you and I are fans of Leica. I mean, I could gush yeah. about this all day, but I guess for those who don't know, because I actually didn't know going in, the premise behind this movie is that uh, in this town, it's like a very like old timey British inspired like, town yeah, by like the Victorian sea. age kind mm-hmm. of town. Everyone's very, like, prim and proper and all this. There are these nuisance trolls that live down in the sewer. And they're not evil. The people on the surface are afraid of them and think that they're evil and eat children and all this stuff. But they're just these, like, they're they're like builders at heart. Like, they just like to cobble together shit. Yeah. So at night. Tinkerers. Mm-hmm, at night they come up and they innocently just, like, steal any, like metal and little things that are around so that they can like take them back down into their little home and you know make things out of them and uh there is one box troll that is actually a human boy who's named eggs because all of the box trolls i love this mm-hmm. their yeah. names are whatever is printed on their box so whatever was oh, shipped yeah. in the box that you were that's your name so there's like one named shoe and one named eggs and one named fish because there's a picture of a fish on yep. his box it's perfect it's perfect yeah and so there's like a little bit of mystery about how he ended up down there with them. And the villain who is voiced by Ben Kingsley is this guy who there's like a status symbol within this world where if you wear a white hat, that means that you're like high society. And there, the villain is this guy who wears a red hat and he wants a white hat. And so he makes a deal with one of the white hats to say, if I rid the entire city of box trolls then you'll give me a white hat and I'll be able to come and eat like fancy cheeses with you Mm -hmm. in your tasting room because the entire society revolves around cheese, which I love
1: the, the finest of cheeses come along with a white hat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so he is like, you know, snatching up all of these box trolls over time. And uh, then eggs, the boy has to go to the surface and he is really unfamiliar with human society and he's got to try and, Save his friends, the box trolls, which have been captured by Archibald Snatcher. (laughs) Which I had
1: no idea was Ben Kingsley.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that at all until I saw the making of. I must have known going in because I was aware the whole time it was him. I'm not sure if I would have recognized his voice. but Uh, I'll tell you what I didn't know, though, is that uh, the whole time I was watching it, the main character, Eggs, is voiced by Bran from Game of Thrones.
1: I, I know. Same here. And I can totally see it now, like, linking back, I'm like, oh, it sounds just like him, but he didn't really talk enough in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I I think think he
0: said more words in this movie than he did in the entire eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Bran, not a big conversationalist. No, not even a little. (laughs) All-star cast in this thing. You got, so you got Bran from Game of Thrones, Isaac Hampstead Wright, got Ben Kingsley as the villain, Elle Fanning as the... uh, the young girl who befriends, uh, eggs, the main character. Then you've got uh, Tony Collette and Jared Harris in there. You got Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. I'm going to fuck up his last name because I've never known how to say it, but Richard Iode. Sounds good. From the it crowd, mm-hmm. Tracy Morgan. And then a couple of names, which not everybody may know, but James Urbaniak, the voice of Dr. Venture from the Venture brothers does a voice. Okay, And uh, Pat Fraley Another well known voice actor He did Krang on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Among other things And Maurice LaMarche Who was another one of these voice actors Who has done 5 billion things In his career Including He was Egon on the Ghostbusters cartoon He was Brain on Pinky and the Brain He was many voices Including Kif, Calculon, Hedonism, Bot, Morbo And Lur on Futurama uh, he does voices for Rick and Morty, and he was the voice of Orson Welles and Ed Wood.
1: Huh. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, great cast.
1: Yeah, seriously. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess I, at this point, this was what? Like his third movie? No. Yeah, third movie. It's because it Coraline, Paranorman, this, and Kubo, and Missing Link. Mm. So, I'd say that, I mean, after Paranorman, they were like pretty popular. So I think they'd have no problem kind of getting.
0: Hell, I feel like Coraline was a good choice for their first movie because, you know, Neil Gaiman has a following. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coraline was uh, crazy popular. Mm hmm. So.
1: And I've actually seen every. I've seen them all in the
0: theater. So, Except for Box nice, like... Except for Box Or was that first time you watched it and fell asleep in the theater? No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't.
1: I don't think I've ever fallen asleep in a movie, but yeah. The other four I've seen, so.
0: Yeah. I wanted to check out Missing Link, but it just uh, it kind of came and went, unfortunately, which is the way with I, these movies. I think.
1: I'm surprised even I missed this one in the theaters. So I don't know if it, that's just what happened then too, but mm-hmm. it was nice to watch it for the show. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I will say. So you got Snatcher. It was like a good a good movie villain.
0: Mm-hmm. Very like mustache twirly.
1: Yeah, at this point in triple threat theater history. He might be the grossest villain in the end <laughs> with his goddamn cheese allergy or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because the way they craft him with his allergy face, especially in the end, is disgusting.
0: Yeah, basically he desperately wants to be part of high society and eat cheese, but he's allergic to cheese. So whenever he eats it, he just bloats up like he's a dead body that's been waiting in a river for a month. Just mm-hmm. enormous, like elephantitis looking tumory face and arms. Yeah, And again, all of that was handmade. Like, if you think about, you have a character that looks the same throughout pretty much the whole movie, like their face is always the same. So yeah, you need like dozens and dozens of pieces to be able to make all the facial expressions throughout the film. But then this mm-hmm. guy goes through a transformation a couple of times where they then have to make custom pieces just for one scene right right it's crazy it's gross there's that part like
1: i think like his final form his final like resident evil form <laughs> where yeah is like one eye is like so puffy and gross that's just like it's like ingrained in my memory now how <laughs> nasty it looks he finally you know he gets his comeuppance in the end mm-hmm. man
0: yeah i loved his design but even when he's not having a bad reaction to cheese He's just kind of that, you know, if you, you know, you think back to like, again, that like Victorian England and high society and everyone was all like prim and proper and like stand up straight and, you know, look like turn your nose up at people. And there's this feeling of like class or whatever. But then also thinking back at that time, like. Bathing wasn't a regular thing, and everybody probably stunk, even though they looked right. all fancy. And then uh-huh. this guy is just like he dresses like he wants to be fancy, but he's just got this gross, like stringy, matted hair, yeah. and he looks disgusting. Yeah, it's really
1: like, I mean, Leica kills it with the character design in every movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this between the the trolls themselves, and then him, and just even like the architecture is cool because like they nail the Victorian of it and there's so much character like in the first couple minutes i noticed like there's not in the architecture there's not like a
0: straight line anywhere
1: yeah everything's like very fluid and flowy that I yeah just loved. i love like i can eat this stuff up i really can
0: every building looks like a piece of wood that got soaked in water and warped and then dried <laughs> in a weird shape yeah
1: yeah it really does I love the way the box trolls look too. Like, Mm -hmm. not even just with the boxes, which is like a great gag, but just their design of trolls are great.
0: Yeah. And it just gives a lot of opportunities for variety between them and like the sizes and shapes of them and stuff like that.
1: Mm -hmm. I would say something I thought of while I was watching this that I would love to see. I'm sure it's not a thing they do, but I could almost like, I'd love to watch like, say, the entire movie, like, you know, a special edition thing or whatever where it's like they don't do any post effects. Oh, yeah. They just, they like play it as it was shot in camera. Because mm-hmm. I want to see like the stuff they have to like CG out or like the the crane arms or the power cords. Like, I'd love to just see what that looks like.
0: Yeah, I would, I would honestly be down for that too, just to see like the meat and potatoes craft of what they do. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, they do it all so fluidly that you watch a movie like this or Kubo and... Like, I know that there is CG in there, and, like, I'm accepting of that. Like, I don't turn my nose up at them because not every single thing is actually stop Mm -hmm. motion. But, like, watching the special feature on this DVD about uh, the dance, like, the ballroom scene, and how they chose, like, four couples to animate uh, with stop motion, like, Mm -hmm. in almost, not a choreographed dance number, but it's, like, a bunch of people doing, like the waltz or something all around one another. And there's like a little chase happening throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then how like they based the dancing on the rest of them around those couple that they actually animated and they're in CG, but you'd never know the difference. Right. Right. And like rotoscoping actual dancers to get the movements Uh and everything, man.
1: Like however they could show that, I would love to see it. Cause I even, even like most of the faces are like a top half and a bottom half. That they switch out like for like mouth mm-hmm. changes in eyes, so it's and I know they like CG out the the break on the face, like just little stuff. I'd like to see like no color correction, anything mm-hmm. like I would just love even if they could do just like certain scenes or something. I'd love to see that.
0: You know, it just made me think when you mentioned how they CG out the uh, the lines in the face. Have you ever heard of a movie called Anomalisa? No came out four or five years ago, maybe, and it's a stop-motion animated movie. It's like, imagine like a quiet indie drama, kind of like um, Lost in Translation, but stop-motion animated. Mm-hmm. And um, the studio that made that, they just, like the movie isn't incredible. It's fine. Like I liked it okay. But they opted not to do any CG or anything to it. Um, like there may be CG backgrounds and stuff, but like the point I'm getting at is that line that goes across the middle of the face, it's there on the characters the whole time. And you can see mm. it, something that you might find interesting after just hearing yeah. you say that.
1: Yeah. let check that out.
0: Like I say, not an incredible movie. It's, it's all right. I, I, I yeah. enjoyed it, but it didn't, you know, it's not a Leica film. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I know, um, probably a different conversation, but I know like this, I believe Missing Link was their first movie to lose money. Oh. But only because it cost like a hundred million versus oh, everything else. Everything out the first four were sixty million each and they all beat that, surpassed
0: that. Man, I and then I haven't seen Missing Link, but like what could that possibly have in it would have cost more than Kubo? I saw it and Millsy, I couldn't
1: tell you. Th- I mean, there's I don't know if it's maybe the CG because there's some big like expansive looking locations. I don't know if it's that. Um, you know, I can't wait for you to see it just so we can talk about it off show or on the show, but cuz it it only made like 28 million, I think. Mm. So it took like a big hit there. St- I like did the math the other night when I was reading about it just cuz I was like the last thing I want to hear is that like A closes. Like it'll it that will break my heart. Mm-hmm. Like of all things that could happen in Hollywood, like that will do it. There's still like in the black, as far as you know, because I think Coraline, Coraline Paranormal, I think at least doubled the, the uh, budgets. Mm-hmm. So they're probably, even with Missing Link, they're probably. I think it was something like three. They've spent like three hundred and forty million, and all the movies have made like three hundred and eighty or something. Oh gosh. So it's like close.
0: Yeah, this one cost sixty million and it made a hundred and nine point three. So they didn't double their return, but you know, not bad. I think they've all.
1: I think they've all gone down because Kubo didn't make a ton. I think Kubo only made like seventy something or eighty something, Mm -hmm. which is disparaging too, because Kubo is gorgeous. Yeah, Kubo.
0: That one was Kubo is like
1: Kubo is a masterpiece. I don't. I you know, I could talk about that one for days.
0: Yeah. Well, anyways well speaking of the kind of behind the scenes of these movies uh did i want to say somebody told me once maybe it was you like the guy that runs like he's got a connection to like nike or something like that yep what's the uh, deal there
1: F- phil phil knight who is i don't know he started nike he owns Leica, hmm. and his son is like the chairman of Leica. He his son has been like an animator writer. He directed Kubo.
0: Mm. Oh, he directed his, Bumblebee too. And then he, didn't he? And then
1: he directed Bumblebee, <laughs> yeah. But he's still with Leica. He still works with like I don't know how um the Bumblebee thing worked out. But yeah, his dad, like, is the primary owner. like Leica's like an independent company. From what I saw. Just the other day, like on Wikipedia, it
0: says like Phil Knight is the single owner of Leica.
1: hmm So, I mean, he's like, you know, the number one, number two guy or whatever at Nike.
0: Yeah, so the impression that I got when you told me that, because it must have been you that told me that, because I don't know anybody yeah. else oh, yeah. that's a bigger yeah. fan of Leica. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get the impression that even if they lost money, you know, if they lost a hundred million dollars over the course of three movies that's mm-hmm. like a drop in the bucket for the amount of money that the guy who's one of the like top 3 dudes at Nike who owns the company has. Right. So like as long as it's a passion project for him and or his son, yeah. I would hope that nothing bad happens to Leica.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I same here man. Fingers crossed. I mean, I mean their movies routinely get nominated for like best animated feature. It's sure. a, it's a sure. fucking crying shame that none of them have won yet. Tell me about it. But, I mean, I was pulling for Kubo
1: hard that year too.
0: Yeah. I mean, this one, I saw that Box Trolls, uh, it was nominated and didn't win. And I was all upset until I went and looked and saw that it was beaten by Big Hero 6, which I also love. So
1: okay. I mean, I even after seeing it now, I'd still probably give it to Big Hero 6. So Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, holding out hope, man. Mm -hmm. Same like you said. I feel like it's, you know, it's like important enough maybe even to that family that like is a thing that they'll keep it around as long as they can. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how much marketing comes into it, too. I believe, like, Missing Link was marketed by a different company. Like, it's like, uh, I want to say they usually use, like, focus pictures, and then someone else did Missing Link. Yeah, you know, who knows how much of that's a factor. Yeah. Yeah, just more like a, I mean... I, the one thing that actually like make would actually make me make an open letter to someone it could
0: be like, <laughs> if like is do. I just like to imagine the uh, the eighties movie style montage when uh, we find out like gonna close and then you and I start a bake sale to try and save them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just like
1: hearts on fire. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'm decorating cookies that look like box trolls in the yeah, background. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. I'm just like, you know, I'm dressed up like a box troll or something.
0: (laughs) On the street trying to get people to pay attention to us. Flipping a sign around. Oh, God. Mm. There's (sighs) a movie they should animate. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Start that petition right
0: now. Worth noting, uh, this is based on a book called Here Be Monsters by Alan Snow, which came out in 2005. Okay. Uh, I didn't read a ton about the book, but I read enough to know that the movie is pretty different. And I guess the whole thing in here be monsters is that there are five different kinds of monsters. One of them being box trolls. And they originally wrote the movie to be an adaptation of the book, but then decided that it was just like not working. So they decided, I guess the guys in charge of this movie specifically said, the box trolls are the most interesting of all of them. Let's center it around them. So oh, that's cool. Kind of a cool decision. And yeah, directed by two guys, Graham, anable and Anthony Stachi, Uh Annable has worked on all of the, uh, the movies that uh, like it has done. And uh, you know, big ups to the guy. One of his earliest credits was a goofy movie, which is a favorite of mine oh. from back oh. in the day. Okay, all right. Uh Anthony Stachi was the co-director of the Open Season CG animated movie which I've never seen. Mm-hmm. But also did animation work on the original Aeon Flux TV show, the animated oh. series? Yes. And I don't know what was animated by hand in this film, but the rocketeer he worked on as an animator. Huh. And I wonder- uh Hmm?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think.
0: But... I'm wondering. I don't remember exactly when Rocketeer was made. Was it like early '90s? It, that might
1: have been like '89 or something, or '91. It was like I'm right around.
0: I'm there. almost wondering if it's like <clears throat> classically in the original 1989 Batman movie. Uh, at the end of the film, when Joker is like thrown or falls off of that mm. tower. The Mm -hmm. shot of him falling instead of, like, Jack Nicholson on a green screen is actually animated. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you could notice there's something weird about it, but that's just, you know, back on the day before rampant CG, they were just like, hey, have someone fucking hand animate the Joker falling and we'll put it in the movie. And it's just going to be fine and no one's going to think it's weird. I'm wondering if like some of the rocketeer flying wasn't like actually animated I was say, or something. Like, it's either either
1: the flying or something with the zeppelin or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I could almost I'm with-
0: imagine if they like pull out for a wide shot and you're seeing the rocketeer zipping around in the distance that that could be like animated and you wouldn't even really notice. Mm-hmm. But been a while since I've watched that movie. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And uh, written by Irina Brignall and Adam Pava. Irina uh, uh didn't recognize a lot of stuff that she'd worked on, but she did write the animated movie The Little Prince, which came out on Netflix like a year or two ago and got very mixed uh, reviews. Yeah. Some people loved it. Some people hated it.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. And
0: Adam Pava has written for a ton of TV shows, uh, mostly animated stuff, including Clone High, Johnny Bravo and Harvey Birdman. Oh, all right. I can dig it. Yeah. Aside from just gushing about stop-motion animation for a while longer, I think that's about all I had for this one.
1: Yeah, same here. Want to talk some posters? Let's do it. Well, like we said, Troll 2. <laughs> uh, it's
0: the movie tag-blind. that's called Troll 2 that's not about trolls, it's about goblins.
1: Mm-hmm. And this movie poster
0: is about neither of them. <laughs> yeah. Is,
1: is that like a werewolf? <sighs>
0: Like weird. I mean to say,
1: no, that's supposed to be a hairy,
0: demonic troll. That doesn't and look kid, anything like the trolls in the movie. No.
1: But the kid the kid in the foreground in his
0: pajamas doesn't appear in the movie. Looks like he has a troll doll yeah. of some kind. Not the kid from the film. No. And I'm sticking with with werewolf. That doesn't look like a fucking troll to me. <laughs> or a goblin. Coming out of like some like a doorway, backlit with green smoke, and he's holding an axe. The monster is holding an axe. Yeah.
1: Even this it horrifies you in your sleep and haunts you for life. Like even that doesn't like the yeah the movie. Of course, doesn't, the goblins of the movies that there's no thing about going to sleep and boogeyman and troll like yeah
0: man Hollywood. My only guess or question again, we haven't seen the first Troll movie. I wonder if this poster is indicative of the original Troll.
1: It has to be right. I mean, that'd be so weird if this was even a whole nother idea,
0: yeah. Or maybe it was just someone in the art department trying to come up with something. If, if they said to him, like, hey, look, we need a poster that's going to make people want to see this movie, uh, mm-hmm. doesn't matter, doesn't have to, you know, don't even watch the movie, don't even read a synopsis, just make a poster. <laughs> right. And yeah. this is what he came up with. I could buy that too, yeah. But uh, yeah, like we like we mentioned earlier couldn't find a poster for this so we're literally just looking at the VHS box cover right, which is as right, close as we're going to get
1: sorry people it's the best we could do
0: yeah but um in all of its absurdity there's something i like about it <laughs> <laughs> it's ve- it feels very
1: 80s vhs cassette something Millsy would love yeah. as a child
0: it's like the thing you know where um in the canon films documentary they talk about how they would have a title and just say to an artist, like, hey, we want to make a movie with this title. Like, go make us a poster. And then the mm-hmm. artist would make some posters and they would pick one and then just base the movie around the poster. Mm-hmm. When the art was key and they just got like an artist to do like a cool piece of art. Now, this isn't like a painting or anything. I mean, part of it maybe. I don't know what the fuck that thing in the background is, but <laughs> I'm going to say that it has to be. Just like random box art that's meant to make people rent the VHS and it's like once right. they've gotten their dollars for the rental they don't care if they like it or not or if no. it's you know reminiscent of the poster uh, yeah. there's yeah, somebody's
1: going to see this and they're like oh it's the troll toys are in this okay let's <laughs> get that and then it's
0: yeah there's not, something not that. something i like about that that i could i could try and explain for a week and i probably wouldn't be able to but just inherently mm-hmm. i'm drawn to this image <laughs> That is, that is very on-brand, Millsy. Don't ever change. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint Please. anybody.
1: Uh, troll Hunter, up next. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I like this poster actually quite a lot. I love the colors. Ca- the co- I was going to say the, the blue, like the cold blue used throughout, and then the, just that yellow pop from the lettering looks so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, does it spoil the end, I guess, with the giant troll? Sure, I guess a little, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a good image, such a good poster. That
0: yeah, it's basically like the bottom. I would say like three fifths of the poster is just like a windy road, and mm-hmm. then in the distance there is the like the jeep or whatever that the the troll hunter drives. That's like got a a big UV lamp on top, yeah and then in the distance in front of him is the lower half of a giant fucking troll, right? And the whole thing is at a canted angle. And yeah, those like it's like blue, like the sun is just about to come up. Cool colors and just that bright ass yellow troll hunter logo. Looks so good, I love it. Yeah, it is a good design. Mm -hmm. Worth noting, if you are a fan of comic book artist James Tocco and you've never seen it, he did an alternate poster for the movie that is also awesome. But that is not. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, just imagine if you know James Taco, just imagine him drawing a shitload of trolls and it's pretty mm-hmm. great. And
1: like all the best parts of the hunter's <clears throat> gear and vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, great. I mean, it's simple, it's easy, it works, it sells the movie, you know. Mhm. One of the more successful ones I think we've discussed to be honest. Yeah.
0: Like for a modern movie poster cuz this is only 10 years old. Mm-hmm. feels more like a piece of art than an advertising tool.
1: Yeah. For sure. Which to for me sure.
0: will always be a better advertising tool than something intended to yeah. be an advertisement. You'd
1: think so. I would move move along right away just to compare and contrast because I hate the box trolls poster. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it it is exactly that. This one feels like created by committee. As an advertising tool, not as art. Mm-hmm. There's no like hierarchy. It's kind of just like a. It's kind of muddy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It gives you all the. It gives you.
0: It's eggs all and the... Winnie running towards the camera, <laughs> yeah. surrounded by trolls, and followed by yeah. Snatcher and his buddies, mm-hmm. with like the
1: Victorian town in the background. But it's just too much going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing to focus on. The actual, the other poster you sent me, which maybe is just, I a think it's like a one. teaser poster. It's much, much better.
0: Yeah, where it was just like a a background of like a bunch of the boxes stacked up with, there's an element in the movie that at night, well, I guess in the morning, because the trolls come out at night, in the morning when they're all about to go to sleep, they all stack their boxes on top of one another and there's like a single light bulb hanging above them Mm -hmm. that they turn off. And so it's like a couple of the box trolls standing on top of one another, turning off the light on the other poster, which, better poster, but... This one, it's just like kind of a typical mess of characters is like the yeah. actual theatrical poster, I believe.
1: This one this one feels like it, maybe people thought it was missing in the human element, which they should have just thrown an egg in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the uh, theatrical one is a big dud. Yeah.
0: It's also the DVD box cover. Mm.
1: Yeah. I know, that's like the only one I've seen. The second one you sent me I've never seen before.
0: That's why I think it was a teaser poster because this poster for Box Trolls actually has the release date on the bottom Mm -hmm. and the other one says, like, coming soon. Yeah, so
1: with this this round, I give it to Troll Hunter all day.
0: I do as well. Because while there's something I like about the Troll 2 poster, the Troll Hunter poster is, like, on purpose (laughs) really good.
1: Yeah, so good call on that one.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I give the troll hunter poster five UV bulbs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I concur. I would give five five UV UV bulbs as well. Mm, I'd probably give two to troll two, (laughs) and one to the box trolls.
0: I think. Yeah, I would think I'd give three three UV bulbs to troll two. Three double-decker <laughs> bologna sandwiches to Troll 2. Oh, no, which one's better? <laughs> and I'd probably uh. give... I mean, I don't hate the Box Trolls poster. It's just typical. Uh yeah,
1: I'm being a little harsh on it. I mean, it's not the worst thing ever. Yeah. We've seen far worse Photoshop job terrible posters, but mm-hmm. it's more just like uh just the quality of the movie is so much higher than the quality of the poster. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's probably. I mean, actually, if I'm being realistic, it's probably a five, five bologna sandwiches, three
0: bolognese, two bolognese. Yeah, that's what I'm going. Uh, I mean, one's a little harsh. two white hats for box trolls.
1: <laughs> Very good.
0: The most complicated rating scheme ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's getting more and more out of hand as episodes go. On. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well,
0: now, <laughs> now Dex, it's time to find out. What we're gonna buy, what we're gonna borrow, and what we're gonna burn, but mm.
1: okay. I'm ready to rock. I don't know about yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty uh I'm pretty set here.
1: Give it to the people.
0: All right. Well, you know, enjoyable as it is on a uh you know, social media meme level, Troll 2, I don't know if I'd launch it into the sun. I don't know if it deserves that, but definitely gonna get burned some way or another. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the other two, uh, one I had seen before, but like I said, I think I enjoyed Troll Hunter more this time than previously. Box Trolls, just a lot of fun, and I always like Leica. But I think I'm going to give it to, I think I'm going to buy Troll Hunter, just because I think it's such like a fun, unique, good example of a uh, found footage movie and i'm going to borrow the absolutely enjoyable but something had to go in the middle place box trolls
1: i like it i like it for the most split second there i thought we were going to match up mills
0: <laughs> i guess there was no way that a found footage movie however much you enjoyed it could be your buy <laughs> yeah especially over a like a movie
1: that's a, that's a hard beat right there i would agree completely on Trolls Troll 2. Yeah. I wouldn't frisbee it into the sun because <laughs> it is that ridiculous enough that people should see it. But you know, for the show, it's getting uh, getting burnt, mm-hmm. it's getting charred. The, I easy borrow is Troll Hunter. I mean, I would if it wasn't going up against box trolls, it could be an easy buy as well because for the same reasons, it's just. An enjoyable watch, which coming for me with found footage, sounds crazy. But <laughs> again, easy borrow. But I mean, Box Trolls is something I want to buy now. I'm surprised I don't have it already. I'm surprised I haven't seen it. Yeah, but it's that is just something I could watch repeatedly for story and just the the movie magic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So
0: I dig it. I mean, I liked yeah. both Troll Hunter and Box Trolls, and I obviously. Yeah if you couldn't tell have huge respect for what Leica does and how they does it but um yeah troll hunter for me is just like a pretty unique movie you know i think it's 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 a rare example it's not a horror film and rarely do you get a found footage movie that's not horror so that's True. nice to see i like the tone of it i you know there's not that many movies about trolls as we just discussed and just how much they embraced like the folklore and everything. I just think it's a really unique, interesting movie. Yeah. But yeah, you know, one had to get borrowed and one had to get bought.
1: That's how it that's how it bees around here.
0: Yeah, that's how the uh that's how the giant cheese wheel crumbles. <laughs> if that's
1: how Grandpa Seth asks for it, that's how we're gonna give it.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, well, uh, we, the time is upon us, one of my favorite times of every oh, episode indeed. recording. recording. Um, Ditto. When we are going to find out what we're going to watch next. But even more than that, Dax, mm. we're about to find out what you and I and upcoming guest on episode 22 of Triple Threat Theater, Doug Miller, no relation, Ooh. is going to watch mm-hmm. with us. Indeed. All right, Dax, we've got 195 potential trios to pick from here. Here we go. Let's find out Doug's fate.
1: Let me access the goblin-powered random number generator.
0: (laughs) Here we go, Mills. Uh Uh-huh. 89. 89. Right around the middle. Mm -hmm. Doug Miller is going to be joining us to talk about Tower of Terror. Ah yes, not just a ride at Disney World.
1: <laughs> what could it all mean?
0: Well, all right. you'll have to wait three weeks to find out. But, but uh, expect expect fun with our boy Doug. Oh, I think this should be a great conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very uh, a because Doug is one of the finest talkers in the business. Yeah, I mean,
1: yes. You, I don't. <laughs> I'm not even going to add anything. To that other than
0: Yes. And B, because I just think that these, these movies are going to uh, make for interesting conversation between the three of us. Mm-hmm. So, Very ready. Tower of Terror coming at you in three weeks. But uh, until then, I remain Ryan Miller.
1: And I'm Grandpa Seth.
0: <laughs> Thanks for watching.